We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 96. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is our special edition. We haven't had a special edition since the uh, Remembering Joplin. Uh, Special edition. Yes, special edition. This is our, you know, it's December now. Uh, 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 We are in what, we're definitely in meteorological yeah, winter. we forgot to even post We forgot about to that. do meteorological winter. <laughs> well, this December thing just snuck up on me. It really did. I mean, where did it, I mean... Well, Thanksgiving was so close. Yeah. You know, we hit the Thanksgiving thing, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we should uh, make light of that. I mean, we never, you know, forget, but <laughs> we sure did this year. Well, we were gone, and I, my schedule's crazy, and you were probably did you go to Miami for I Thanksgiving? Did, but I was back by for, for by yesterday. By yesterday, yeah. Well, I mean, and the, the temperatures these past few days. I mean, did it? It got seventy something. When did Saturday? Was that it? <laughs> Close to it. I forget. Like Friday or Saturday. Anything. I don't know. Just nuts. Uh, yeah, we are definitely on the thermal roller coaster now. So, anyway, yeah. Uh, wish everybody a happy meteorological winter. Hmm. Winter. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, we just got through the Thanksgiving. So you went to Miami? Whole family went down there? It was a rushed ordeal. We had to, we went and ate at grandma's and uh, spent the night and came back the next day. Oh, Sarah had to work, didn't she? Yeah, she had to work and the kids had to work, but that ended up getting canceled because of the rain. They can't, they work at the track, so. Oh, yeah, the, the cars don't go when it rains. Yeah, so. How about that two and a half inches from our station? Yeah, that's total. what we got. I mean, it wasn't in one day, but it, that whole event was too... That's that's some rain. Not too shabby. Uh, I think, uh, what what was our total for November? It was 7.12, 7. 7. I think. Yeah, and, like and think about tooting our own horn. We got the first unofficial... I have to say unofficial because it's not related to the government. It's just our little Stormdar weather it's thing. It's officially Stormdar. It's officially Stormdar, right. It's, it's yeah. Uh, our first real climate report for Branson. Yay. Cool, huh? Where's oh, your... wait. Oh, wait. Okay. There. There we go. Yeah, I had turned the... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's been in the making, and I'm glad we set it up in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a couple of weeks to have it experimental, and then it finally went... Uh, official in November, and I like that thing. That's interesting. But the problem is, uh, for normals, Branson doesn't have any normals I can refer to. So well, there's not a lot of normal people down here. So uh, there's really not. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, nor- normal temperature and normal rainfall and stuff. I mean, I, I've, I've had to tap into Springfield because those uh, Springfield's the only place the closest. I that assume has Harrison something. would have normals too, but they're about the same. Yeah, you know, I wonder if I, 
If I really want to do, I I could get both. You could of do them. a composite. Yeah, and then split the two or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It, something to do. I mean, I can't do anything now until my schedule slows down. It's not. It's that's, getting there. That's why. Oh, I got one more week, yeah. and then next next week. My schedule starts slowing down, I, and then but I can get into Christmas mode. You know, when I was talking to my family, I mean, uh, my stepdaughter uh, and Logan and Yeti came up on uh, Thanksgiving Day. We always go to mom. She made a turkey. Uh, she said it didn't taste right, and I said, well, great. Don't want to give us the tomain <laughs> or anything. But it, it tasted fine, and we ate and took leftovers home and... Stayed a while, and then Logan came back with me, and uh, we played uh, we played some disc golf. <laughs> I bet you did. Yeah, it was kind of squishy. I got to tell you, we were out. Uh, uh, was it? Yeah, it was Saturday when it was so warm. The temperature rose all night Friday night. That was creepy. That was pretty cool. Well, not cool. It was creepy. It was, it was pretty nifty. <laughs> but because that usually, you know means fog sometimes and we had fog and, and lightning on saturday and saturday morning and on saturday night i drove to Forsyth at 5 30 a.m on saturday in the heaviest fog lightning rain and hail storm that's got it be was weird. insane and believe it or not that's where we picked up the bulk of our rain was that early saturday morning storm it was pouring wow yeah, I saw the radar that that you posted. Mm-hmm. Of course, I didn't get up to like eight thirty nine, yeah. but but uh, but but I did realize that something weird was going on because I rolled over in my bed and I uh, the, the, my my window is to the my right, so I just mm-hmm. kind of rolled over and all of a sudden I have light. What do you call them? Light canceling uh, curtains yeah. or whatever. The whole room lit up. I went, okay, that is not right. right. <laughs> Then I, I didn't see what time it was, and I waited, and I waited, because it was bright enough. I thought, okay, well, there's got to be a lightning strike really close, and it's going to be insane. i got to hold my ears. And it, I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and then it's like, you know, that, that low rumble. Mm-hmm. And I bet you that was exactly the time you were in Forsyth. <laughs> there were Crazy. several people who said their ha- house got struck. I think that huh? probably means that it struck somewhere close because the thunder was so loud. But... Uh, I had two reports in Forsyth and one in PowerSight that their house got struck. Well, I tell you, if lightning strikes your house, there, there will be no question. <laughs> um, yeah. you, it's not going to be, oh, look, lightning struck. Okay, let's go back to bed. No, if lightning strikes your house, you're going to be up. You will probably have to have a new roof. You will probably have to have new appliances uh, because that lightning's going to run in. So... So I agree with you. I think a lot of people said they got struck. Probably it struck close to their house. Um, Yeah, trust me. My buddy Ray in Forsyth a few years ago, lightning actually struck his house. And it it fried his television. It fried all of his, uh, uh, you know, power strips. Uh, That's what they're supposed to do. That's the idea of the power strip is to absorb that electricity and Mm -hmm. click off and do something. I mean, but it's, you know, the power strips don't have much safeguard if lightning is actually striking you it's it's kind of like you know if if a tornado is coming and and the winds from a tornado if the tornado doesn't hit you you can do precautions and try to you know avoid some damage but if the tornado is coming right towards you and going to hit your house there is nothing you can do except get in you know underground basement you know uh, right the tornado safety rules innermost um interior 
uh, hallway. Is that it? Uh, away from windows. You know, you, everybody knows the safety rules. We'll, hmm. we'll do our safety rules thing uh, later. But uh, the other thing was the wind. Oh, my gosh. I think our weather station reported a, a top gust of 30.9, something like that. Yes. Uh, of course, you know, I'm not on top of a plateau like people in Springfield and Joplin and people along. You know, Our buddy Miami. Brad got a, a gust of 36 point something. Oh, okay. He's not too far from here. No. Uh, I, oh, he sent me a, 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 a graphic uh, showing exactly how far my house and his. Mm-hmm. It's like a mile and three quarters or yeah. something like that. Shoot. Sorry, Brad. Got to go back and look at that. He's part of the Stormdar Weather Network. His weather station is the downtown Branson station on our website stormdarweather.com which our network is continually growing isn't it oh yeah all the uh, time wow so you know every every week um go check those current uh, what is it oh ch- choose location that's the that's the thing you got yeah. and and click there and just the the menu goes down of all the different places and i i've been using that especially when the uh, cold weather and even the warm weather because usually far southwestern Missouri, northeast Oklahoma gets the warm air first. And mm-hmm. that system that brought us all that rain Saturday was had a strong southwesterly southwesterly flow. And that's the whole that's why, you know, all this moist warm air was running into the colder that was right here, bumping into it, creating some lift. That's what was giving us these thunderstorms, uh, plus a boundary, uh, just the, the whole mess. But, uh, yeah, so... Well, we're in talks of uh, growing that network even, you know, every day. We're, oh, yeah. We're in talks of adding some more. Uh, we're in the process of adding some more. Just got to uh, get it uh, purchased and installed. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, once you get it up and running... Uh, yeah, and you got it has to be internet accessible, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you got any questions at all, message us. Uh, and Corey, he he's the tech expert over here. He can tell you exactly how to do. it. You helped Brad, didn't you? I mean, I didn't help him in person, just over the internet, kind of. Well, yeah, showing I mean, him the right right direction. Yeah, I mean, you can't just put it right next to your house. It has right. to be. Yeah, you know, like on the roof, but it, we can't really have any trees around, or that's going to obscure, um, you know, the wind and stuff like that. I mean, you saw where ours is, is way up in the middle. There's nothing around, mm-hmm. and you don't want to put it right in the middle of your yard next to your house. Then, uh, well, there's, you know, think about it. It's just we need the most raw data right out in the middle of yeah. nowhere, kind of like where a cow would be. <laughs> yeah, you know, just kind of a cow right up there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I was taking a gander at the GFS. Okay. Here we're talking about long-range stuff. All right. Not sold on anything right now. It's eye candy. And I'll tell you why in a second. Now, the GFS, uh, I looked, and about the 12th? Of December, it. Now, this is one model long range, so we're not hanging our hat on nothing. But what it's saying is a big chunk of Arctic air is going to come down to the nation's midsection. We're going to have highs in the 20s and lows in the teens. And then, and that's that cold air is going to be there. And then about the 14th or the 15th, there's going to be this quasi-tropical system coming from Mexico. 
that's going to spread a big swath of freezing rain over on the 14th into the 15th, and then that's going to come up, and then it's going to uh, change over to snow, and all that's going to move up towards Chicago. Now, of course, we don't believe this is going to happen. You already, you already posted that, right, on uh, our no, Facebook page? No, I, no I'm not okay. going to post anything like that. Um, but I went to the Canadian, which is the next in line. It goes out, oh, shoot, is it 240? I think it's 240, 10 days or whatever. Uh, and then the icon is 180. I mean, it, it, the globals, there, there's different steps I go in to see. Well, the Canadian, the CMC, goes out to the 12th. And I got to tell you, it doesn't agree with the GFS at all. It's keeping all, again, it's long range. But again, it's keeping all that cold air way up in Canada. Maybe North Dakota, Minnesota, we get a chunk of that Arctic air. So again, this is eye candy. Don't mark anything. We are not saying anything's going to happen. What do the Mexican models say? Uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't have access to the Mex. Those Mexican models are just eye candy. Yeah. You see them on the Mexican game shows and <laughs> soap oh, operas. Yes. Have some more M&Ms, Corey. Okay. <laughs> oh, we got the M&Ms going. Well, this is our special. We wanted to do this because it is December and meteorological um, winter, which we kind of let slide in front of us. Uh, but we're we're not. But tonight we're going to have some up, some stuff up there. So we thought we would uh, get our winter weather myths out and. Hmm. Uh, talk about some of those, which some of them are like, mm, okay. And for the, the latter half of the podcast, I thought it would be fun because in my research, I researched for hours the other night just looking at all stuff. There's a lot of winter weather facts. A few. That I didn't know. I really didn't know. And I thought, that's really cool. So hmm. since it's my podcast, I'm going to bring you on the podcast. <laughs> so let's get to the winter weather myths. Um, first of all, high squirrel nests indicate heavy snow in winter. Nope. Why not? I think they don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a wife's tale. They think, uh, you know, there's going to be lots of snow. So the, the squirrels, if the squirrels think there's going to be lots of snow, then they're going to build their squirrels nest. Well, I've seen a few squirrels nests and they're kind of in the top of the trees. There's one right out here to, to my North. And there's another one, uh, over here. I mean, I've seen a lot of them. Uh, that's a myth. I think that the squirrels just... Uh, but do the animals know when the weather's changing? They do know when the weather's changing. That's obvious. And you can tell it. I mean... Uh, Dogs it, and cats, they act a little strange. Cows? Cows, before rain, cows all get together. Think about it. They just got... They get all... They're trying to protect themselves, so... I was listening to National Public Radio this afternoon. Uh, which, I do which, that. Yes. I do, too. Uh, KSMU, or... Is that what it is in Springfield? Mm -hmm. Okay. And they had an expert on. He was a, a meteorologist, but not your average type of meteorologist. He he was an expert in, in animals and how they react to the oh, weather. Oh, how cool. And okay. do you know which animal reacts the most to changing weather conditions? I would think it would be a cow. You are wrong. What is it? Fish. Fish. Because they can sense changes in the uh, pressure. I've heard of that. Yeah, because when the pressure, it, it changes. Yeah, when the pressure would exert uh, 
a, a force upon the water, and they would. Oh, that makes yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, when it's pouring down rain, that that's the time to go fishing because the pressure is low, right? And the fish are like higher. They up. can sense that. Ah. So it was a very interesting interview. I w- I've always heard that my buddy John and I, uh, we would go fishing, and and, and my buddy Aaron from from Ava, he he said the best time to go fishing is in when it's raining. Yep. That that makes total total sense. Back uh, to winter. Back to yes. Back to winter now. Um, you can tell the type of winter based on the persimmon seeds. Absolutely, those persimmon seeds. My gosh, uh, past what is it? How many years? They've been all spoons. Well, I, I I don't know that I've ever actually seen a knife and a fork, maybe online, but not around here. Well, they've been spoons all around here, yeah. and that means heavy snow. So spoons mean snow for the shovel that's going to mm-hmm. shovel out that snow. The knife means it's going to be bitterly cold because the knife will cut you, cut you like a knife. Okay. I don't know. And then the fork means a mild winter. So... Why a fork? Oh, I didn't make it up. Or you know, uh, roasting marshmallows on a fork. I guess, or or testing, you know, testing to see if your roast or your potatoes done in the middle. Hmm. So here's something I was going to tell you. I got a hold of my friend Dennis Wolf. He works at the Showboat Branson Bell. Gotcha. And I said, (coughs) you know, we're going to do the Winter Weather Myths podcast tonight, and I didn't know if you could go out and check those persimmon seeds. And see what, tell me what you find. And honestly, he's been out there checking for a few weeks. Mm. And I'm going to give you one guess of what you think he's been finding the majority, almost all of them. Give you a guess. Well, you're going to want me to say spoon, but I'm not. I'm going to go. Say whatever you want. With knife. Eh. Forks. He said he is finding the majority, if not all of them, forks. Well, they because they pay attention to the climate prediction center. That that must be well. That's because yeah, the climate prediction center is just saying okay, yeah, because yeah, they're saying warmer than whatever. But here's what I think. I think the persimmons are messed up because the past well, the past several years they've had spoons and we've had no snow. And now they're saying, oh, it's going to be a mild winter with forks, and we're going to get, like, pummeled with two feet of snow. Maybe they're a year behind or, no, or two years ahead. Or ahead, yeah. They, so, Oh, so so they are predicting the next. Right. Oh, I got that. So, anyway, I wanted to, I, uh, full disclosure, I told Corey I had something cool to tell him, but he mm. didn't know that until just now. You can see how extremely excited he is that he made that information. Yeah, it's life changing. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, another myth: a very warm summer means a very cold winter. Well, that's why would that be? I don't know. Maybe extremes. They're thinking maybe the extremes, or you know, a very warm summer, even a mild winter, would be noticeable, being colder than that hot, hot summer. So your, uh, well, your senses are heightened. That that's true. You, you kind of got that idea of okay. Well, I'm all settled in, and and even though it's not that bad, then it's gonna yeah. The dynamics are gonna be great. I'm about done with winter. Oh, me too. Uh, okay, let's see here. Cold weather means more migraines. That's a myth. Hmm. 
It said research shows that most common weather factors that affect migraines are humidity and barometric pressure. I wonder if fish get migraines. Uh, I don't know. My mother has two fish left, and I think she wants to get rid of them. Hmm. My mother will know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Here's one that I thought was interesting. You have to dress in layers in order to keep warm. Well, that's what they recommend. That's what they say. And and I get the concept. I I get it. I mean, this is is what was on on the site. Although dressing in layers is practical, one warm, well-made garment will serve you just as well. Depending on the temperature, dressing in layers makes sense in order to adjust for different levels of activity throughout the day. So, if you know if you're going to, uh, like my buddy Ray, who's very very active, he goes out for walks all the time. He goes and plays disc golf. You know, he's always active. The layers to me would work. That that makes sense to me that it would work for him. But for me, who is not active, and I'm going to go and get in my car, and I'm going to drive to my place of employment and then get out and walk in. According to this thing, it says one well-made garment will serve you just as well. Well, it's different for different people. Yeah. If you're working outdoors or whatever, yeah, they tell you to wear loose fitting layers. Because right. they want the air inside to warm up. And that'll that'll insulate. Right. Excuse me. Yeah, so here's another one. You shouldn't exercise outside when it's cold why not well it says here there have been studies that at negative 30 degrees centigrade in a lab where they had measured the temperature deep down in the lung and even the and in those conditions the body warms the air so they've taken runners and and you know that are out running and exercising in the very frigid not not negative 30 but you know cold like winter temperatures 20 degrees or whatever and they found that that is that's a myth. You don't you can you can go out and run. It's not going to freeze your lungs. That's the big thing. Mm-hmm. They say they say you know you you're out there in like zero degrees and you're out running and stuff and you're and you're breathing and you're taking all that cold air and it's going to freeze your lungs and you will die and, and uh, uh, internally combust and you know it won't be good. But no, that's a myth. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Drinking a cup of coffee is a good way to warm up. A lot of people do that. I know a lot of people who do that. Apparently, that's wrong. Interesting. Yeah. It says caffeine may actually speed up heat loss. Caffeine may also cause blood vessels to constrict and prevent your hands and feet from warming up. Well, you're not supposed to drink caffeine when it's very hot out as well. I mean... Oh, because you can't Caffeine and alcoholic beverages. Right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Now the caffeine makes sense. I mean, if it's constricting, but then if you, I don't know, in in the heat, that's what they always say in the high heat warnings. Check on those elderly. They want you to drink water. Yeah, what they want you to do. Well, yeah, water. I don't even think tea because doesn't a lot of tea have uh, some caffeine in it? Oh yeah, definitely. You don't want to do that. Oh, here's one. It never snows in Florida. Wrong. In January 1977, uh, during a cold wave, West Palm Beach picked up its first snow on record in 77. And in 2010, flurries and sleet were observed as far south as the Miami suburb of Kendall. But snow in the panhandle of Florida is not that uncommon. Oh, I've heard of that. I mean, there's there's times 
that all 50 states will have at least a, some snow on the ground somewhere. Yes. And did, did, wasn't that if, like it was several years ago, didn't they say that it was, it was an all-time record when actually all 50 states at one time had snow on the ground? Was that 2013 was, or 27? It was, it was sometime in the past few years. I remember it. Oh, God. Yeah, I remember that. E- even Hawaii. And Hawaii's been reporting snow on top of their mountains yeah. and stuff. Well, of course, it, they're mountains. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Cold air makes you sick? Well, that'd be one for Shara. What's that say? Well, it says it's partially a myth, but it's not the cold air that makes you sick. It's the gathering of people in warm environments, indoors, in the heat, passing around viruses that make you sick. That's Yes, that's why I think the flu. Touching shopping carts and different things like that. So cold air is actually good for you. You're mm-hmm. supposed to, you know, sleep with cool air. Yes. It it doesn't cause a cold. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make you sick. Yeah. It might make you cold. Yeah. Well, make Shara cold. Of course, she's cold. Sure. She was born cold. Always <laughs> cold. <laughs> You know, that fireplace and big old mm-hmm. blanket, that'd be good. Well, yeah, and it, it, but yeah, that's the whole thing on these, uh, uh, when it's really cold, everybody stays indoors. That just makes total sense. So if one little kid is sick, well, guess what? Yep. <laughs> 25. We know all about that at yeah. the house this Oh, year. yeah, with, with your five. We're usually kids. never sick, ever. Yeah. Some of them going around. We're about done with it now, but it, it, it happened. Yeah, I had some a few weeks ago, but it, it it didn't fully get a hold of me. And then you it you came down with it crazy, didn't you? I, I thought I had pneumonia at some point. Oh, dear Lord. Well, good thing you got a nurse around. She yeah, slapped yeah. that stethoscope she's on you. A, she's a nurse, not my nurse. Ah, well, there you go. <laughs> she'll, she'll probably look at you and say, get yeah, over it. It's just right. a cough. <laughs> exactly. Oh, here's another one. It's too cold to snow. My dad would my always mom would say, always say that. Yeah, it's too cold to snow. Well, and and we did a, uh, <coughs> I did a weather school. Uh, I can't remember which weather school that was that was on. I don't know if it was snow in forty or whatever. But it talks actually talks about that. But it's, I'm going to ignore what it what it says it there. Well, I, no, I'm going to read what it says. The snow can occur at any temperature. There just have, has to be moisture in the air. Since warmer air can hold more moisture than colder air, larger snowstorms tend to occur when the temperature is in the 20s. And snowflakes can form at any temperature below freezing. Well, we know that. And, uh, I mean, think about it. When you have these really, 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 really cold nights, what's going on at that point? High pressure. Canadian high pressure. Well, what happens in high pressure? Clear skies. <laughs> you know, so it's really not going to snow <clears throat> right. at that point. So when you, you know, so, when it's really cold, it's not too cold to snow. It's actually, there's a big old Canadian or Arctic high pressure coming down that's preventing it. So there you go. Interesting. Yeah. Salt melts ice. Doesn't it? Yeah, well... It looks like it does. Yeah. It lowers that freezing point of the water. Of course, now, you know, a lot of the times you buy, you go, you say, oh, I want to go buy some salt for the driveway. You actually, right. bring, you actually bring home chemicals and not salt. Right. 
right. which does the same thing, basically. Yeah. They say uh, it, it'll melt it, but if it gets too cold, it's not going to do anything. Well, salt only only goes... Doesn't it lower the freezing point down to like 26 or something? I mean, it's... it's I'm talking it's about when you get in the single digits, it's not going to Oh, do salt anything. ain't going to do anything. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I have, I've, I've heard of that, too. And we touched on this a while ago. Drinking alco- alcoholic beverages will warm your body temperature. Eh, that's wrong. Um, alcohol constricts blood vessels. That's not what they say in Russia. Oh, well. <laughs> Siberia. <laughs> oh, so, that's true. Yeah, yeah, where it's like 20 below, like yeah. year-round or something. Yeah. Well, get some good Russian. Maybe it's the Russian vibe. They drink a lot of potato juice over there. Potato juice. Yeah. It's healthy when you say it like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Russian potato juice. I I, I got to write that down. <laughs> yeah, I'll listen to the podcast. Uh, yeah, this is alcohol constricts blood vessels and minimize minimized blood flow. To, minimizes. There's some tense problems there. Uh, alcohol constricts blood vessels and minimizes blood flow to your skin. It actually reduces your body's ability to warm up. So I guess even if you're thinking you're getting warmer, you're really not. You're just getting drunk or something. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's maybe that's what they're trying to do then. Oh, I don't know. Most body heat is lost through the head, throughout the head. Well, I've always heard that. That's why you. I've heard wear, that too. Wear a hat. You know, back in the 1800s, you wore a hat to bed, a sleeping cap. Oh, you're sleep. Yeah, that's right. Why not? Well, this says we lose heat through any part of our body, generally. In proportion to its surface area. See, I have a big head, so yeah. Well, well, you know, and uh, like these teenagers who are immune to cold, you know, mm, who can walk outside in 20-degree weather without their shirt on. It's like, oh, it doesn't feel cold to me. Well, think of the proportion. Their entire chest and back are exposed to this. I mean, they're going to get cold. They don't realize it. But, you know, when, when they get my age, you're going to feel pretty cold. Right. Uh, allergies aren't as bad in the winter. Now, we talked about this a while back. Um, well, it depends. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're talking, you know, pollen allergies like trees and ragweed and stuff. And that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Mm, no. But there are other allergies that are there all the time. Oh, there's tons of allergies. Uh, I, mold? Does it say mold? Let me let me look on there. But dust mites. Yeah. When you get like really, really cold uh, environments. Uh, when the humidity is low, you're going to have more dust, and you have these dust mites, and it's just, you know, I don't like dust mites. Well, they're pretty ugly if you look at them under a microscope. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but mold, I mean, there may be mold out. I don't know. Does mold grow below freezing? I don't. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so either. We have to have, have to get our mold expert from the National Weather Service to be on the podcast. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not really... Not really sure. Um, <clears throat> here's something that some of the Hughes kids say. You're better off wearing two pairs of socks. Mm, not so sure about that. What this says is wearing another pair may cut off circulation and make your feet feel even colder. So, yeah, like compression stockings or something. Can I say something? Sure. If you're wearing two pairs of socks and you can't tell your circulation's getting cut off, you're a moron. <laughs> But yeah, I can see that. But, but you need those big old socks. That, of course, now they have electric socks. You put battery pack in them. I've heard of those. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's something I was going to get by Amazon. Uh, they have this little USB powered like hand warmer you can put in your pocket. That's cool. Especially if you're going to go out playing disc golf at 20 degrees. You know, you have to put it in your pocket. You're going to get sick. Uh, no, uh-uh. It says right here in the mist. Wait. If you, get. You're already sick if you're going out at 20 degrees and playing disc golf. Well, okay. So it says here, this one is only partially a mess. So there you go. So. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, oh, here's one that I I've I know is a mess. You don't need to wear sunscreen in the winter. Mm-hmm. Well, you still have UV rays. Uh, yeah. As evident on our weather station that measures UV. Which is cool. Yeah. yeah. And and I know even, I mean, what is it, a week ago? Well, a week, a week and a week and a half ago. Went out and I thought, you know, it was one of those mild days or whatever. And I thought, yeah, I'm just going to go play some disc golf, blah, blah, blah. Didn't, didn't have my cap on or anything. Played an hour, hour and a half. <clears throat> Came home, took a shower that night, looked in the mirror, and I was sunburned yeah. at the end of November. So it's like, yeah. Well, I remember on ski trips, you got to just cake that oh, stuff yeah, off. yeah, that's right. Because all that UV reflecting up off the ground, that'll get you. You'll be right in no time. Yeah, I've heard of that. Like skiers, yeah, it reflects. Plus, most people are skiing in the mountains, which means you're higher elevation, mm-hmm. Like Denver, Breckenridge, or whatever, and you're closer to this. You're this much closer but to it's the sun. Cold, so you don't feel like you're gonna burn, but you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think anything until that that night when I when I came home and looked in the mirror. I was like, I actually got a sunburn tonight. <laughs> that that was crazy. Oh, and here's something that is I know a lot of people do, and I I got to admit I I've actually done this once, like being stupid and not knowing. Um, they say uh, this is a myth to use hot water to de-ice your windshield. Now I know. Back when I was young and stupid, I mean, think about it. If it's twenty degrees on your windshield and you take a hundred and ten degree water and you flop it on that windshield, um, the result is not going to be desirable. No, it, you got that potential to, to to crack that windshield easily. Yeah, and I've also heard of this too. People that are coffee drinkers. Hello, mother. Uh, <laughs> that uh, sometimes when they drink coffee and they put really really hot coffee in their mouth, sometimes their teeth can crack. It's just that change in temperature. You don't want it to be abrupt. So what they are saying uh, for the windshield. Hot water on an icy windshield could possibly crack the windshield. Well, we just said that. Uh, Use a solution. Are you ready? Two parts rubbing alcohol and one part water in a spray bottle. Now, not hot water, just normal water. Put it in a spray bottle to quickly de-ice the windshield. I actually, the past two winters, I have actually done that. Does it work? It works. Cool. It's weird. Now, if the ice is really, 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 really thick... Uh, you may want to use an ice scraper, but if it's like a glaze, you know, like for, you know, everybody goes outside in the winter and they start their car and, you know, there's snow and some ice on that in the windshield wipers. Well, you don't want to turn the windshield wipers on. That would be stupid when it's still, you know, stuck because you're going to ruin your windshield wipers. So if it's light, this definitely works. Two parts rubbing alcohol to one part water and just spray it on there and magically it just disappears i like to use that windshield wiper fluid that that 
is also de-icer. It's That's red. Good. Red? So that means it works. Red? Right. Yeah. The, one, the kind I use is red. Ooh. I mean, I mean it's heated, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> wow. But uh, no. it's not blue. Blue means cold. I know. I always have the blue in there. Yeah. Well, my dad would always, always, he would, in the summer, he would put water, and then he's like, okay, no, son, you got to put, like, you know, that, that lower, lower wheel, uh, uh, windshield wiper fluid in there, because you do water, it's going to bust, and even in your car, it's going to bust, and blah, 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 blah. Here's one. Okay. You know, it's going to be a cold winter when you see Ron Hurst doing the weather in pants. Oh, we're about, are we doing that again? <laughs> That's true. I guess everybody saw that. Well, it gets warm in a that was funny. TV studio. It used to get a lot warmer back when the lights weren't <laughs> LED. Oh, right. So it was downright toasty, 90 degrees above during a newscast. Yeah. It's a little cooler now, but a lot of them still wear shorts. You see them wearing pants. It means it's going to get cold. Well, you know as well. You know better than me because you worked in TV. It's like a lot of those anchors ain't wearing long pants behind no. that desk. For sure. <laughs> Well, that's that's all of the uh, actual weather myths that we have. So let's uh, let let's take a little little break here and talk about something really cool that happened. Uh, if you uh, does this show up in like Android too, or is it just an Apple thing? Like, where do you see this? I don't have a clue. What are you talking about? Well, it's next on the list. It's the I've got so many pieces of paper here. You really do. <laughs> I should take a picture. You're talking about today and Branson. Well, you got too many M and M's around well, here. It's a new, yeah, the today uh, and Branson. It's a new feature on Facebook. They, they oh, added. it's a Facebook. That's not for every town yet. They're rolling out more towns. Okay. You know, weekly, but Branson's been part of it, and we've been showing up on that today and Branson. You know, several times in the weather section, almost daily. That's you know, great. They'll, they'll they'll share posts on the weather section. Now, if I were to type a blog on our website or a news story. Then it goes into the news section if it's a news weather story. Ah, gotcha. Because it, they don't just share posts. They share links to, to web pages. And we were like the number one post on there went during the severe weather last week. Nice, you know, yeah. Where, you know, other news agencies such as Color 10, KY3, you know, regularly show up there. And it's nice to show up with with uh, actual news organizations. You know? Yeah, that was so cool. I really, 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 really like that. Um yeah, and I didn't even know about it. I don't even look at it. And you sent it to me. It's like, holy cow, we're on like today in Branson. <laughs> That's like a big deal. Our, now, our groups will show up on there a lot too, like uh, discussions. Oh, really? There's a discussions in Branson section too. And maybe I need to visit this and, more. Yeah, because I, it shows up quite often too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, then our purpose is being fulfilled because our whole goal is to keep everybody safe, especially in the Branson area. So, well, Facebook knows great. where we're at. You know, they, they know our location. You know, Facebook knows where your cat is at. That's Facebook freaky. knows everything about me. That's they know, freaky. They know some secrets about me that only I only tell my wife about. Ooh. Like what I want for Christmas, or what I think about certain things, and you, you start not getting two little hours later, I get an ad about that oh, thing. Oh, that's creepy! So yeah, oh, I, I need to have a, a sound drop that's a that's a creepy mm -hmm. creepy sound drop. Well, excuse me, I think I need to go 
refresh my my drink here but uh uh yeah we uh, we have retired the tropics and uh we are in december the tropical season has ended and uh just to put a cherry on top of it there is nothing going on in the atlantic in the pacific eastern pacific or the central pacific but there's something out there. There is something out there. A big old typhoon. Uh, the Philippines, is that what we, we decided? Somewhere over there. It's way over it's there. It's the equivalent of a Category 3 right now. But it yeah. looks very uh, well-defined with an eye on satellite. It looks it's oh, wow. actually beautiful if you're looking at it from a distance. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, no, I haven't even, even looked. I, I mean, it looks I'm, like a classic hurricane. Uh, just tip, well, I mean, they're all basically the same thing. <laughs> there's, been, there's been a lot of uh, <laughs> messy hurricanes and tropical storms this year. True. Not classically well-defined with the eye and everything. This is perfect textbook-looking story. Wow. You have to show me that. You have yeah. to show me that after the after the podcast. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I I personally just focus on you know Atlantic and, and the cent- Eastern and Central Pacific. We're not that big in the Philippines yet. No, no. I think I think we need to get some of our Philip Philippine. Uh, I mean, we can put a weather station over there anywhere in the world. I know we can as long as they have internet access. <laughs> I have people. I have people from favorite. California want to put. Have you, have you seen that? People no. Messaging us from California, Chico, California. Want to put a. A weather state. I don't think they understand that storm is more of a southwest or Ozark, southwest Missouri. But you know entity. what? Why not? Why not? Why not? That might be kind of cool for some of our uh, some of our followers and stuff to go and actually hit California. It's like that's what's going on in California right now. Right now. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you can put a line or something and put you know other locations. Other loc. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many tabs. I mean, you got that website. I I just go there and it's just amazing. There are so many things tied into that website, man. That that have to be working correctly for for it to work. <laughs> to everything, yeah, everything I to mean, go there. The thing on top of your roof has to be mounted perfectly and turning perfectly, and the mechanisms have to be working perfectly, and it sends it across the internet into our website. Everything has to be working perfectly. <laughs> oh, yeah. and it is so far. Yeah, well, let's, let's let's keep our fingers crossed in that. It, it put up with some heavy rain, uh, wind. This past wind advisory, we you know we I think it was a thirty point eight or whatever mile an hour Here, wind yeah, gust. Yeah, the last one we had a week ago, we had another wind advisory, and we recorded a thirty eight mile an hour wind gust that time. So you know we haven't got to forty yet, but we will in the spring. I bet. You have all all these alerts set up on your your end. I don't. Yeah. I mean, like if it, it would, you know, a drop of rain hits, you get an alert. Or I like to know what's going on. Yeah, the wind changes direction, you get an alert. Well, you're really, yeah, you want to know what's going on. But yeah, uh, I'm just going to look at it and try to figure out the end of the end of the month, and then end of the. I mean, we've only got end of the year is only like two months <laughs> at this point, but it's, it's worth something to get. And then now we can solidify it, get it going. In January, and then keep that going by the end of the month and start fresh in 2020. Cool. Hey, where were you on uh, November 29th, 1991? 91. I was in St. Louis. That's what and, I thought. And I was probably doing a show. Uh, uh, I was at probably the Frontenac Hilton in St. Louis. So why? What well, was special? Uh, rack your brain. Okay. Do you remember an event? Because I do not. 
of course I was in junior high, but uh, that was I was fifteen, turned fifteen that year. Mm. And F four tornado struck southeast Springfield, Missouri. Whoa. 15 homes were destroyed in two different subdivisions. Two were killed. One was in a pickup truck picked up by the tornado on Highway 65. There were 64 injuries. And I have uh, in my possession the front page of the Springfield News Leader. And, uh, Holy crap. Wow. Uh, why do I not remember that? Of course, I was young. so I Well, would... and I wasn't here. I moved, I moved to St. Louis in 89. So, yeah. wow. An F4? That's what it says. For sure. Southeast Springfield? Oh, I bet that was like Battlefield area. Doesn't say Battlefield anymore. Well, wait a minute. Southeast would be... No, Battlefield would be Southwest. Mm-hmm. Wow. I wonder if my mother remembers that. So, Mom, when you listen to this, sh- shoot me a text and let me know if you remember that. Um, wow. No clue. Made the paper for sure. The whole paper's about tornado and... Y- Talks about the people that were killed and shows a bunch of pictures for sure. Now, that was before Springfield is what it is now. Okay. Because that's probably about the time Cox South was built in the middle of the field out of, in, in the middle of nowhere. Right. And now it's just part of Springfield and, and, and it surrounds it. So things look different back then than it is now. Right. So if that same tornado were to hit today, it would probably affect a little more than it did back then. But Well, exactly. And probably get a different rating because back then yeah. we didn't have the enhanced uh, enhanced Vegeta or EF as, as a lot of people a lot of people say. Interesting. Well, we got a little bit of This Week in Weather History and didn't even plan for it. Mm-hmm. Wow, you are always on top. I'll try. Wow. Well, we thought, since we did weather myths, we're going to do some winter weather facts. Uh, and like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I there's some of this stuff I didn't know. I mean, some of it I knew. A lot of it I knew, but some of it I didn't know. So let's get to that. These are winter weather facts, not myths. Snowflakes come in all sizes. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's kind of a that's kind of a weird one. Uh, it says here the average snowflake ranges from a size slightly smaller than a penny to the width of a human hair, but according to some unverified sources, they can grow much larger. Witnesses of a snowstorm in Fort Keeg, Montana, K E O G H. I'm not really sure. I forgot to Google pronounce Keo? that. Keeg. I guess Fort Keeg, I'll say Keeg, a Montana in 1887 claimed to see a milk pan sized, uh, to see milk pan sized crystals falling from the sky. So if that were true, it would make them the largest snowflakes ever spotted at around 15 inches wide. That's hard to believe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, think about it. A 15. That's 15 inches. You think it's not like So that, okay. So so this this is our crossover. Uh, this is our segue from weather myths, which is 15 inches wide. Don't know. Can't prove it. Can't disprove it. Into uh, weather facts. Snowflakes come in all sizes. Yes, they do. Uh, here's another one. Snow falls at one to six feet per second. Huh. Well, I can understand that due to the air resistance. 
Well, and then, yeah, it's not that heavy. <laughs> I mean, they're just, no, it's just little snowflakes. You get heavier, them. wet snow than, than the lighter snow. True. So that would be the one to the one drier to snow. Uh, yeah, it says here, at least in the case of snowflakes with broad structures, which act as parachutes. Hmm. Snow that falls in the form of pellet-like grapple travels to Earth at a much faster rate. Now, I saw also saw something uh, that I almost put on here, but I thought I could remember it, and I did. Uh, it says the average snowflake falls at three miles per hour. Now, hmm. don't know. I don't know. So, what you got over there? More than 22 million tons of salt is used on... U.S. roads each winter. That's a lot. I can believe it. I mean, how, I wonder how much is purchased for the city of Branson. I mean, oh. a ton is not that much salt, I bet. I mean, right. when you think about it. Who can we ask? Would Ted know? Ted, yeah, he'd probably Well, but he's fire out. department. I mean, I'd he need MoDOT. MoDOT. He would know. I'm talking about the city of Branson. Okay. He, he would know. Uh, what is it? The, what am or I he asking? would know who to know, who to ask. <laughs> who to so, so what am I asking? I'm writing it down. Yeah, par- pardon us, podcast How much listeners. salt does the city of Branson bring in every year before before winter hits? Because in the past few winters, they probably haven't used as much. So they may have a stockpile of that. Okay, stuff. there I wrote it down. Okay, so so yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so what is that? It comes out to about 137 pounds of salt per person. Mm. Why would you want to re... re, re I mean... Make ice cream. Ooh, homemade ice cream. Do you still make homemade ice cream? I haven't in years. I oh. need to, though. I still have one up here, unless I give it to my stepdaughter, Megan. Um, no, that that's one thing I remember with my dad, because see, I'm much, 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 much older than you. So, uh, <laughs> so I would... Uh, uh, remember years ago when I was little, we would get that old, uh, you know, electric. Uh, we had the crank. We had the crank one. Cool. And uh, the uh, the rock salt. You got to get rock salt. You can't yeah. use table salt. Got to use the rock salt. And mom would make that ice cream. Mm, that would be good. I see a lot of the people on Facebook post that they're making snow ice cream. We did that too for a little bit i thought it was cool but i think it's highly discouraged now i I would understand why well yeah i mean see when i when i was little uh all the adults would tell me don't make snow ice cream with the yellow snow yeah you have other things to worry about now though uh yeah well gosh yes uh, nuclear Radiation and I don't know, <laughs> dirt, everything. Gases, uh, the factory smoke, smokestacks, smoke. Yeah, acid rain, acid right. snow, all, all, all the, all that smog. Kind of hey, do you know what the snowiest city on Earth is? Uh, I think it might be Ridgedale. Uh, no, it's no. close to Ridgedale. Oh, okay. No, it's in Japan. It's uh I I'm not gonna I'm gonna butcher this. Uh Aomori City. Aomori City, excuse me, Japanese people. Uh A O M O R I. Aomori City in northern Japan receives more snow than any major city on the planet. Each year citizens are pummeled. I love that word, pummeled, mm-hmm. with three hundred twelve inches or about twenty six feet of snow. 
per year on average. Well, per year. You have to be used to it to live there. Well, sure. and I'm wondering, I'm wondering if, if is this a, 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 a more a city, if it's up on a mountain or if it's just, I mean, I mean, Northern Japan, that's, that's up there when you talk about the longitude and stuff. I would think so. But I mean, I mean, the elevation has to be up there for sure. I got 312. Oh, what, what would you do? Yeah. I mean, you'd have to like, and that's one year. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, that's insane. Sometimes snowballs form by themselves. I've seen those before. I mean, I've seen them on, I haven't seen them in person, but I've seen them online. I've seen them on YouTube. Yeah. With wind. What, what does it say here? Something strange happened earlier this year in southwest Siberia. Mysterious giant snowballs began washing up on a beach along the Gulf of Ob? Ob? Ob, yeah. It's Ob, yeah. yeah. Outflow boundary. Yeah, maybe. It's <laughs> a strange name. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that the ice orbs were formed naturally by the rolling motions of the wind and water. Ah. Which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, with some sphere, spheres reaching... Nearly three feet in width. Holy cow. Three feet. You wouldn't want to <laughs> use this frozen ammunition in a, in a snowball fight. It'll knock you out. Kill you. Well, that's a whole yard. I mean, yeah. holy cow. But yeah, I saw that. It's like the beach, the Gulf of Ob or Gulf of Ob, O-B. You know, I need to research more when I'm saying, I mean, now when I was, when I was doing this, I was just copy pasting everything down because I thought it was cool. I didn't really figure out how to, uh, um, pronounce anything. Oh, here's one. Okay. This is really important. And I didn't know this. Wet snow is the best for snowman building. According to science. I can, I can see that. Really? Yeah, Isn't that kind of the obvious? The powdery snow just falls apart. Well, duh, but I don't need science to figure that one out. That just makes... <laughs> because if it's if it's dry snow, it won't hold together. Nope. <sighs> okay, so their, their blurb says, Physics confirms what you've likely known since childhood. Snow on the wet or moist side is best for building your own backyard frosty. I just copy pasted. This is what they said. I like my frosty moist. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, or it's not going to hold together. No, not at all. <laughs> one scientist pegs the perfect snow to water ratio at five to one. Now we've talked about snow ratios before, and really, if if you just think a a, I'm just going to recap this. Like a typical snow, you know, where it kind of holds together. It's nice and white. And it's, it's not too dry and everything. Kind of an average middle of the line snow is what we call a 10 to 1 ratio. Um, the where, where we get 10 to 1 is if you melted 10 inches of this particular quality of snow, it would give you one inch of rain, one inch of liquid water. So, in essence... If you had a five to one ratio, then that would that snow would have more water content in it, and that's that's interesting. Like like once we really get into you know the end of December into January when we're actually going to have snow, the National Weather Service often talks about the quality or the ratio of snow, and and that's what they're talking about. Now, if you're uh, if you if you're in like a blizzard at the top of a mountain in, in Colorado or something, and it's a really powdery snow. Uh, you know, just really fine grains and just 
powdery. It doesn't hold together or anything. That's considered like a 20 to 1 or maybe a 25 to 1 ratio. Um, so that's what they're talking about. And the snow ratio, and of course, a one-to-one ratio would pretty much be a raindrop. It wouldn't be anything else. So that's what they're talking about. If you do, uh, the, the, what this scientist is saying, basically a perfect snow to water ratio would be five to one. So a very wet snow and there you can make your frosty out there. Oh, here's another one. Snowflakes aren't always unique. We figured that one out, too. What they're saying is snow crystals usually form unique patterns, but there's at least one instance of identical snowflakes in the record books. In 1988, two snowflakes collected from a Wisconsin storm were confirmed to be twins at an atmospheric research center in Colorado. Okay. Let me weigh in on this. (laughs) Okay, we've heard forever... And, well, at least I have, um, and you probably have too, that snow, all snowflakes have a unique quality to them. Well, there's so many snowflakes, there has to be at least a, a few that are similar. That's my personal opinion. And and I remember remember several years ago, they were talking about, oh, they think they've identified that there's there's twins out there. It's it, 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 it's crazy, and let me tell you why. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip one. We're going on a sheet here. Um, <clears throat> every winter, at least one septillion snowflakes fall from the sky. That's a one followed by twenty four zeros. Okay, I have a hard time believing that in one septillion. Okay, so you got thousand, million, billion, trillion, quadrillion, quintillion, sexicillion, septicillion snowflakes. Are you telling me that all of them are unique? I mean, do you think? <coughs> what do you think? I think it's impossible. I think it's impossible as well because, yeah, they have all these dendritic qualities to them. They have all these sides and they're, and they're com- I mean, I, well, I get it. Now, for that one person to find two together, that's different. Uh, yeah, a story, different story. And one sto- one snowstorm, right? In, in Wisconsin, in one little place. So there, in my opinion, I mean, there have got to be more twins out there than they think. Because if you have one septillion, no septillion, sorry, septillion snowflakes falling from the sky, that's a lot. Oh yeah. All right. What else you got over there? Uh, let's see here. Where are we? Snow is a mineral. Well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> According to the National Snow and Ice Data Center, Ooh. is that in Florida? Uh, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> or Galveston, one of the two. Yeah. Snow is a mineral because it is a naturally occurring solid. Inorganically formed and has a definite chemical composition, like maybe two hydrogen and one oxygen, or maybe. Now I've already said ice is a miracle, but is it, are you telling me that if I go upstairs into your freezer and get an ice cube, by that definition, it's not a mineral? I don't know, but isn't water? Water is a what is water? It's 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 a, it's, it's a mineral. Is hydrogen. 
H2O. Two, right. two molecules of hydrogen and a molecule of oxygen. Right? No. Or one hydrogen. H2O. Okay. You keep talking. I'm going to check on Google because we're stupid. And I don't know. Hey, did you know that uh, <laughs> a few years back, the National Weather Service, actually it was the uh, Department of Soil, Environmental, and Atmospheric Science uh, Department of the University of Missouri in Columbia, uh, four higher up people uh, in conjunction, in, in association with Drew Albert of the National Weather Service Office in Springfield, Missouri, and Ron Hurst at KY3, uh, wrote a 12-page uh, report or study called the Interannual Variability of Snowfall Events of Southwest Missouri and Snowfall-to-Liquid Water Equivalents at the uh, Springfield WFO, which is Weather Forecast Office. Wow. What are you wowing? No, I'm you. I'm oh, okay. wowing you. <laughs> so Ron Hurston and, and this, they, they did And I remember this. him talking about this a little bit last year. And they came up with the conclusion that you have a little bit of a higher ratio in the Ozarks of snowfall between 14 to 1 and 15 to 1 on average. Okay, it's a little drier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. uh, What made them do this thing or determine that they needed to do this study? I don't know. But uh, they did. And uh, it said, uh, let's see here. And this is in the early 2000s when they did this study, I think. Okay. Um, It's two oxygen, by the way. Okay. Okay. 67% 67% of the of the snowfall events produced SL ratios of 12.1 or less, and 90% produced SL ratios of 14 to 1 or less. SL? Yeah, they're calling it SL, which is... Oh, stone to liquid. Stone to liquid yeah, yeah, ratio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. I had to think about that. It's like, SL, what's... what? And, you know, generally when you're reading a forecast... They kind of go with the ten ten to one as a as a just a starting point because they don't you know right but, yeah, well yeah well that, that's because of the melt ratio that, that's yeah. because everything's average like that and av- I think I told you wrong a while ago it's it's like dihydrogen monoxide I think it is so there's well, that's water so it's two you're right which is if it's dihydrogen, that means two hydrogen. And I just told you it was two oxygen. Two, you know, it's snow. <laughs> H2 means two hydrogen. Well, right? I know, but see it, but it's... And then O. One oxygen. It's just weird. Because when I took algebra, you put the you put the, the thing after it, like, like two times two would be two squared. Like squared is the two after it. But in science, like the two is before it. So I get really, really confused. Oh, we're just... Are we Are we actually admitting to the world that we don't know what we're... We don't know anything about science? Has the chemical formula H2O, meaning that one molecule of water is composed of two hydrogen atoms yeah. and one... Dihydrogen monoxide. Oxygen yeah, atom. so two hydrogen... Yeah, okay, so that's dihydrogen monoxide. Water is found almost everywhere on Earth and on uh, Jupiter's moon. No, Mars's moon. No, Jupiter's moon. And Mars. I think they're... Oh, wait, I hit yeah. the wrong one. <laughs> and in Whoops. my sneezes. There. That's, that's what I meant to hit. This is the kids. 
Oh, I'm glad we figured that out. You know, this th- that was going to keep me up at night. So, Corey, I'm really, really glad that. Great. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, hey, did you know the largest recorded snowman ever built was in Bethel, Maine, in February of 1999, and it was 113 feet seven inches tall. Yeah, I did. You did? I, I, I thought did. everybody knew that. Uh, <laughs> Well, everybody knew that Japan, February ninety nine, Aomora City was there. <laughs> we had it on the newscast that night, so yeah, I do actually remember that. Oh God! Hey, what's that? Um, the word. Yeah, and it's not even the weather word of the week. No, I th- I thought about using it, but Chianophobia. Wow. Well, I got to give you that. Even though I kind of put the pronunciation there, but yeah, I thought. That, oh, I keep. I keep hitting the. Are you coming down with something? Over no, there? I don't know. It's from, have you been outside just, in the cold? I, I must be. No, it's like my little my little soundboard of drops are over here, and I keep hitting the sneeze by accident. Okay, chianophobia. What more, is more that? Com- mean? More common than you would probably think. Yeah, uh, it's the extreme dislike or fear of snow, or being trapped by snow. Wow. See, I may have... I, a, I bet there's a certain percentage of people that don't post on Facebook that they're scared of snow that actually are. Because you get all these people that, I want it to snow, I want. I love snow, I want it to snow, I want to be snowed in. But those people who aren't speaking up, they probably are scared that they're not going to be able to go to Walmart and buy their medications and <laughs> right, go get right. food and... They're going to be trapped, and what are well, we going to do? That's what I what we Anxiety. always say. If there's a winter storm coming, go get food. Go get the bread and the milk and the eggs, and go get your medications, and make sure you got the propane for the for the heat and all that kind of stuff. Yes, exactly. Chionophobia. It's spelled C H I O N O P H O B I A. It's uh, the the word originates from Greek chion. C-H-I-O-N meaning snow, and phobos meaning fear or aversion or dread. Now, I don't, I don't think I have chionophobia. It's like, like when my wife was really, really sick, I would have a fear of ice storms because I, yeah. I wouldn't be able to get her anyplace. But, you know, right now, I'm like, bring it on. You know, I'm going to have all my stuff. As long as I don't lose power, I'm good. Just keep it, keep it in there. And I think the last fact that we have on here a single snowstorm can drop 39 million tons of snow well you shovel a wet snowstorm off your driveway and you know you start getting sore oh yeah it's very heavy well and and that's what all they they say too If, if if you get a major snowstorm that's people have heart attacks and die just from shoveling snow yeah um people don't realize that and you i mean it is very taxing to shovel snow, even if you're in great, you know, physical health. Um, that you know, the little kids that come around, they want to shovel your driveway for ten bucks. Give them the ten bucks, man, because that's you want to save your health. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do that. Maybe, maybe if I can get my disc golf chops there you go. up there, I can. I can do that. Well, that's all the winter facts. Now we had uh, winter myths and winter facts. And I, of course, there's no weather school on this this episode. But, and I wasn't going to have a weather word of the week. But I thought, you know, I just found this one cool little weather word of the week, so I wanted to put it in. So here we go. 
It's the weather word of the week. And the Stormdar weather weather word of the week this week is Snowmageddon. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I saw that. Snowmageddon. Well, I see that passed around on social media a lot every time it's going to snow. Snowmageddon. Yeah. Snowpocalypse. Ooh. Snowzilla. Ooh. <laughs> There's a word for you. <laughs> That just means they're expecting a whole lot of snow. Where basically what we were talking about in that weather myth, where you might get snowed in and won't be able to get get out. Just be prepared. Well, if you're like in Japan, three hundred and what? What was it? Three. Six, that, that would be a snow Twenty six feet. That that that's a snow I think. I, I don't know. You're right. We. I, you know, I got way too many uh, papers around. Yeah, here. they're everywhere. Right? They, they they really are. I want to keep that one. Well, well, we certainly hope you enjoyed our special edition, the weather myths, and uh, save this episode. And uh, something we always uh, don't say, I don't always say, but it's like, you know, if you're on iTunes, leave us a review. Give us five stars. Make us easier to find. And uh, we we see some more and more uh, listens on our uh, SoundCloud from our website. Uh, we're on any of your podcast platforms, and we're going to... Keep this thing going. We're we, we got something. We're planning on something big for the hundredth episode. This uh, this particular episode is ninety six, and uh, so yeah. after the first of the year, yeah, first of the year, we're gonna. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out uh, how how we're gonna do this. I mean, Christmas is what Christmas is on uh, Tuesday, I think, December twenty fifth. Well, I know, but is that a Tuesday? I, I know. I duh. think it might be. I don't know. It, it we're gonna have to work that out, but. Uh, Anyway, so if you got any weather myths or facts that we did not cover in here, just send us an email, uh, stormdarweather at gmail.com, or just uh, message us on Facebook, because we would love to hear. I've, I have all this figured out, and next next year we'll do even more uh, weather myths and stuff. And uh, Yeah, so how much of this did you know, Corey? Uh, well, I didn't know all of it. I didn't know everything. I mean, some of it was kind of but, obvious, but, but, yeah. But, you know, some of it's, you know, pretty much common sense. Yeah. But you never know when it comes to winter, and we have a lot of followers, and hopefully we shed some light on some issues that they didn't know about. Yeah, you can't uh, you, you can't get sick from just being outside in the cold, which that's good, because if I want to go outside and play disc golf and it's 30 degrees, I don't want to have well, to fear getting smart, sick. though. Well, I don't want to go out there and get hypothermia. If that's considered a sickness, <laughs> hypothermia. Oh, God. Good. Did, did we talk about the weather this week? I don't, I don't know, know if we did or not. Uh, yeah, this week we're going to be around normal. Um, like today, we're recording this course Monday evening. Um, but uh, Tuesday, we're going to get back in the 50s. That's kind of normal for this time of year. And mm-hmm. the whole week's going to be in the 50s somewhere. Um, Low to mid to upper 50s. There's going to be a weak disturbance move through on uh, Thursday. It could bring, you know, just some passing showers. It's not going to be a big deal. Looks like the the main concentration of everything could be in the evening to about midnight, but there might be some uh, scattered activity in the afternoon. But other than that, we're going to have, you know, partly cloudy skies. Right. And the sun's going to be out. Um I, I heard a, a little thing like next Monday could be a very different situation. Uh, to be honest, 
Uh, I did my model uh, perusing. Uh, it's just, you know, a week out. Uh, I didn't see anything weird, so we're just going to have to mm-hmm. have to see that. Um, but December's here, and shopping season is here, and the crazies are out on the road. <laughs> I, just, I just need to be <laughs> gentle, and I, I get we get so busy during this time of year that mm-hmm. I don't know which way's up. I just we're going to try to take it easy, take it easy in, yeah. in December. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, and it, when you add some more stuff, you need to make a blog. Add some mm-hmm. more stations on there on our on our website or whatever. Yep. So. Okay. Well, you got anything uh, in addition to wrap? You know, before I we wrap sh- this thing, I think we got it all. I think we did way more than uh, we we normally do. So, ooh, this is our longest podcast yet. Yay! Good. Well, we hope you enjoyed it. So, I think we better wrap this thing up. So, be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. <laughs>